Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me a podcast where me nicole buyer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though we could be dating we take a road trip to vegas i wake up in the hotel room you're not there and i have no way of getting home <laughs> my <laughs> my guest today is a writer a comedian uh has a podcast called tv i say and has been published on uh the, the av club the guardian cosmopolitan L Variety, Vice, did I say Jezebel, the Chicago Reader, Vulture, woo it's Ashley Ray! Hi, thank you. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. I love you. Oh, thank you. I like you. I love you. I think your tweets are so funny. And then you got suspended from Twitter. Yes, yes, which now is great. Uh, I got suspended for impersonating Donald Trump and saying... <laughs> He tweeted, uh, I won the election, and I was like, oh, it would be funny if it was like, oh, actually, uh, autocorrect, I meant to say erection. Uh, classic boner joke, classic. And yeah. my account was gone in, in 10 minutes. Like Wait, 10, really? 10, yeah, 10 minutes? 10 minutes, they were like, your verified badge is gone, your account is shut down, <laughs> you cannot say that Donald Trump had an erection, and now he's not even on Twitter anymore. 
I mean, it's kind of funny that they were like, you cannot say Donald Trump has an erection because he's never had an erection. <laughs> he milks his dick until jizz falls into All somebody. The, yeah. <laughs> and they should have just been like, that actually is harmful, that you were trying to put out <laughs> bad information and we can't have the American people thinking Donald Trump could win an, an erection. <laughs> this is actual fake news and it's detrimental to democracy. Oh, boy. Ashley, what have you been doing, you know, in quarantine? What's going on? Uh, Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, without I, I like I had my forced Twitter break, I guess. And I've just been watching TV because I get paid to do that. So I try to tell myself it's my job for me to like binge <laughs> all of Sabrina in two days, uh, which I did. Uh, I've been re-watching a lot of shows that just, like, bring me calm during this time. And, of course, like, 90 Day Fiance, just a lot of trash. Uh, and then I'm I'm trying to, like, get my life together. Like, I turned 30, so I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to, like, start having a habit tracker and a bullet journal. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, getting older is truly, like, um... I don't know, a nightmare. I thought it'd be like a dream. When I was yeah. little, I was like, I can't wait till I'm 30 and I have a house and a husband and my life is together and I love it. And now I'm past 30 and I'm like, ah, I got some of those things, but definitely not all of those things. Yeah. I used to always be like, oh my gosh, being older, I'm going to get to travel and do whatever I want. And like, <laughs> no one gets to tell me what to do. And no, it's just every day. It's like my bills and my debt and my job. Every, so many yeah. people get to tell me what to do now. So many people. It's kind of wild that in school, they don't teach you about credit cards no. and like <laughs> bills and shit. And like, if you want to use your water, they're going to bill you every month. Yeah. And you have to pay it. Otherwise, you don't have water. <laughs> My first credit card I ever got in college, I just truly did not understand how it worked. Got it, immediately spent like $2,000 at Urban mm -hmm. Outfitters. And then I was like, what do you do if I don't pay this back? My credit gets hurt? That's an imaginary number. <laughs> yeah. And then later you're like, you mean I can't have a car? <laughs> My credit's bad? It's truly out of control it's so insane yeah when i first got my credit cards i had a hello kitty visa card you better believe the limit was five thousand dollars and i spent that so quickly oh yeah i was like you get a drink i was the oprah of fucking buying drinks at a bar <laughs> everyone got a drink yeah everybody gets a drink on my hello kitty credit card i i was just doing it up for my friends and like i Went to this tiny college in the middle of nowhere. So I was literally just like, e donuts on me. Like, whatever I can spend money on. Like, well, there's nothing to do here. But I'm going to take everybody to get, like, ice cream. <laughs> Where did you go to college? Uh, Williams College. It's this, like, tiny liberal arts school that's, like, in Massachusetts, but barely. It's as far west as you can go. There's a part on campus where you can touch New York, Massachusetts, and Vermont. That's just like how oh. in the middle of nowhere it is. It's like <laughs> in a mountain range. There's like 200 black kids and it's just like, okay, I don't know why we chose to go here. <laughs> do you live, where do you live? In New York or LA? Uh, I'm in LA now. Were you in New York at one point? Uh, I, the, everybody thought I was a New York comedian for a long time because I, yes, I, 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 yeah, that's what I, I thought. I started in Chicago and did like three years in Chicago and was just kind of like, I'm sick of this. And my mm -hmm. day job, like my day job 
a lot of my team and clients, I do ad sales. <laughs> We're in New York. So like two weeks out of every month, my job would be like, you got to go have client meetings in New York. And I would just be like, oh, I'm just going to go do shows and do comedy. And I would ah. stay there so much that all these comedians were like, are you lying to us? Are you doing a sneaky, like, New York move and you tell people you're from Chicago so you get booked? And I was just like, no, literally, I, I just am back and forth. That's so funny. I, yeah, I truly thought you, I didn't even know you were in Chicago. I thought you were a New York-based comic. Yeah, I, I, I should be, I, you know, I, I try not to uh, appropriate that identity. So I, I really want to sure. be clear. I don't want to sure. be the Hilaria, Hilaria. I don't even know how to say her name. Um, I don't know. I don't want to be I the think appropriator. Hilaria. <laughs> I don't know. That whole thing really tickled me. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so truly, what a dream. Yeah. What a full fucking dream that this woman was like, I'm Ilaria. I am from Spain. I have an accent. And then she was like, I never said that. I do not have an accent. And then Alec Baldwin was like, what are you talking about? I very much knew you were from Boston. But then, you know, you replay the, the tapes and he's like, my wife is from, from uh, Spain. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all can't be saying shit on tape. And then when you get caught saying shit on tape saying, I didn't say that. And I was like, playing Trump for four years on SNL as a cast member when you yeah. had a full-blown career <laughs> getting to your fucking head, sir. Yeah, and you just didn't think, I should. Uh, that's going to come back on me. It's you know, but, so nuts. I don't know. At a certain point, I'm like, maybe she earned it if she's been doing the work for that long. <laughs> like, if you're putting that accent on to the point where even your husband is like, wait, what? Wait? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I... I, it's so interesting that so many there's so many dolezals in the world. Yeah, you know, it's she's iconic. She's the first. She certainly won't be the last. No, uh, I they, mean, like another one just came out like two weeks after her. It was like the president of the like Boston Latino Lawyers Union was like, "Sorry, I'm actually not Latino. <laughs> I have a stepdad who's Cuban." Wow. Well, I mean, at least. There was somebody, yeah, in at the least home. Some, like in the household spoke Spanish, I guess, or yeah. like Ilaria <laughs> came from Pilgrims, you know, like she's she's the whitest, yeah. And then her blonde hair, blue eyed kids, oh yeah. boy, oh what a treat! Being from Boston makes it so much worse. Boston <laughs> just increases the racism of anything by like thirty percent. Yeah, Boston is. Um, an interesting place. Anytime I've ever flown into Boston, I feel like people stare at me. Yeah. And then when I'm like made up and look like more like me, people don't stare as much. But when I'm like not made up in sweatpants and like a hoodie sitting in first class, thank you. Of course. People love to stare. They love to stare. Yeah. Boston is just a city of like, wait, wait a second. What's the, what's this black girl doing here? <laughs> what is, like I would go there for work too and like go to these nice restaurants and people would just be like, ha, wait, wait, wait a second. How did you get what? into our space? We don't want you here. Yeah, but I also, I deeply love Boston and love Boston guys. Like when you said that thing about someone leaving you in a hotel, a Boston guy <laughs> did that to me once <laughs> and Wait, I still what? can't learn. A guy, I dated this guy from Boston and we like went out. He took me to this like really, really nice hotel in Boston. He was from there, but like had tons of roommates. So we were like, oh, we'll do like a cool date night in Boston, mm -hmm. get a hotel room. I woke up in the morning and he was just gone. Did he ever speak to you again? No, we never oh spoke again. God. It literally was just like we 
had been dating and like I had hung out with him on other times, like going to Boston and I would like hang out. And like I, if I had a hotel for work, he'd stay with me. I met his roommates one time. And then this one time he was like, I think it'd be really cool. I got the hotel room for us. And I was like, oh, wow, look at this little like six month of us knowing each <laughs> other treat. And I woke up in the morning and he was just gone. I was like, did he go to yoga? <laughs> I stayed in the hotel. I oh, stayed no. in the room until checkout because first of all, I was like, guy paid for this room. I'm going to stay here mm-hmm. and had a really nice. Yes. I took a bath and I was just like, I was texting him and he's not replying. And I was just like, I, I still have no answers except Boston, I guess. Huh. That's Boston. That's honestly, truly the... I just, I can't imagine. That is wild. Uh, I cannot imagine going to a hotel with somebody. Yeah. Falling asleep next to that person, looking at them and being like, I'm going to fucking leave. Leave. Yeah. And I I was, I felt crazy. I was like, should I go to his apartment? Because I was still, (laughs) I still had to like be in Boston for two more days Mm -hmm. to do shows. And I was like, I know where he lives. I guess I could like. (laughs) Go see why that happened. But at that point, I was just like, clearly, this man is a psycho. I just let him walk away. I feel like you have a lot of fun or not fun, just like interesting dating stories. Yeah. Yeah. I I am polyamorous and bisexual. So I feel like when you're poly, you like rush kind of into relationships and everything is sped up a little faster because you kind of realize how people don't click with you pretty quickly. So I feel like being polyamorous. Why does that speed up getting into relationships? uh, For me, it's like. I'm very upfront about it. And so a lot of people will be like, I'm into this. I want to uh-huh. be poly too. Like, I'm, or they have primaries. And this is like the gross thing where they'll be like, oh my gosh, you're perfect. You're going to teach me and my partner how to be poly. Like, oh my God, you're a perfect oh. way for us to learn how to do this. We'd love to date you. And I'll be like, oh, that's a red flag, but I'll ignore <laughs> it because you seem like really cool. And I like, this could be a cool relationship. And then like two months later you realize like, Oh, these, this is a mess of a couple. They are just drama. I don't need to deal mm-hmm. with this. And you just move on to the next one. So I don't know for me, I feel like I, when I was dating, like now it's been so long, but like at one mm-hmm. point I, I wrote about in the guardian, I had like eight boyfriends and it's just like, I don't know. You meet people and it's just like you date more when you're poly and it's just kind of like you want to do this or not. You in or not. You see what I'm about. How do you have eight boyfriends? I've never had not one. How does how long did you have eight boy? How do you uh, what do you like fucking playing Pokemon? You collected them all. How do you have eight boyfriends? I, I, I held on to my eight boyfriends for three and a half months uh, before <laughs> I <laughs> before I had so many breakups. Um, I think. Eventually, only one of them became, like, long-term. We dated for, like, a a little over a year. But, Mm -hmm. like, when... And also, that's, again, being poly. Like, I would piss off so many of my monogamous friends because I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go see my Logan Square boyfriend, and then I'm going to go see my, like, you know, my Humble Park boyfriend. Those are Chicago neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) And they would be like, you can't just call someone you fuck twice a week your boyfriend. And I'd be like, yeah, I can. I can literally call anyone I want my boyfriend if I want to. So. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. And I mean, if it is like more than, I don't know, a month and you see each other a lot and you, yeah. you tell, I would get confused as to like who I told what to. So, I mean, that did happen. And that, 
I would often like, and also at the time I was doing this experiment where I was trying to date every Zodiac sign a month at a time. So a lot of these eight boyfriends were from that experiment and they were people who like after the experiment was over, I was like, oh, now we can date like for real and like see how this works. And sometimes I'd be like, oh, you know what? You were not the Virgo that I meant to hook back up with. Uh, But, you know, we've been hanging out for two months now, and you taught me how to play drums, and we had sex, and that's a relationship. That's a boyfriend. (laughs) A boyfriend can just be someone who teaches you how to play the drums. All right. Well, I mean, if that's how you're counting boyfriends, I've had so many boyfriends. No, (laughs) even still, I've had very few boyfriends if I counted them like that. Uh, That is so wild to me that you do experiments. Do you tell these men that you're doing experiments on them? Or these people, since you're yeah, bi? That, that experiment I started in 2016, and at the time I was living in Logan Square, Chicago, and I like told my friends, like, I want to do this thing. At the time, I was like, oh, this will be a really good Vice article. Like, oh, I dated every Zodiac sign a month at a time. Here's what I learned. And I was just kind of thinking of it that way. Like, this will be a stupid thing for some article. Mm-hmm. And, like... Then I started describing it to my friends and all these people in Chicago. And they were like, well, if you do that, there's like the ethical question of like them consenting and you have to tell them. And like people wanted to like cancel me before I had even started the experiment. And I was like, you guys, I'm not a crazy person. I'm going to tell people what I'm doing. Like Mm -hmm. just immediately, like even to even date, like in, in my Tinder bio, I had tell me your favorite number, your birthday and your favorite color. And I'll write you a custom joke. And then people Mm -hmm. would tell me their birthday and all this info. But all I would just go is go like, okay, I'm dating Leos. Who's a Leo? And I would just like go through all the Leos and be like, oh, hey, so I don't actually have a custom joke for you. But actually, I'm doing this experiment. I'm dating Leos for the next month. Would you be into hanging out, seeing what it's about? And most of the time they were down. And some of the signs were like, absolutely not. Like, please, that's no, please get away from me. Interesting. Have you ever read the Neil Butte play The Shape of Things? Yeah, in the movie. Yes, it's uh this is very much <laughs> I like that, that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's like kind of fucked up but like also she ethically she like oh didn't tell him that she was doing an experiment. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you just you triggered that memory of me like being obsessed with that movie as a child and now I'm like, "Oh my gosh, did like Rachel Weiss like fucking Paul Rudd over like do something to me? Is this <laughs> maybe maybe it like it like was in an unlocked part of your brain and you're like i have to do experiments on men because i saw this movie (laughs) yeah i mean it was it was fun most of them were like oh cool we just date for a month and then if we like it maybe we'll hang out later uh uh, virgos were the ones who were like please don't do this with me i'm not interested (laughs) at all uh hit me up when you're done with that nonsense uh so that was the sign that was just like no um Tauruses were super into it Aries super into it I'm a Virgo and I think I would do it wow every Virgo I think I went on two first dates with Virgos those were the only Virgos I could even agree to get to go on dates like every Mm -hmm. single one in a dating app would be like immediate like just unlike like disconnect (laughs) no thank you best of luck in your endeavor and two of them were like okay let's like get coffee and see how we feel and I like explained everything and then they were just like that sounds really cool and I can't wait to read it but no thank you (laughs) wow Interesting. Well, I don't know. I'm a like a Virgo Virgo. I think my rising sign is also Virgo. 
So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really understand horoscopes. Honestly, I was shocked. I like I'm a big astrology person. I'll tell you, Virgos are like the secret freaks of the zodiac. Like they are some kinky people, and everyone is always like, virginal Virgos, they're so clean and they love to organize. And it's like they like to organize because deep down they're like dirty little freaks who just like want to be the kinkiest. So I was like, oh, a bunch of Virgos are going to be so into this like one month dating experiment. And they were just like, no, absolutely not. Have you done any other experiments? That's really the only one. Uh, and I did that for a year. I did finish it. And at the end of it, I it was it was so weird that I like I ended up in an intensive outpatient situation. I was like going to therapy because I was just like, what did I just do with the last year of my life? Like dating <laughs> all these people. And like I was trying to turn it into an article. And then I was like, maybe this should be like stories in a book. Like what? Because I, I kept like methodical notes. I have graphs mm-hmm. of like everyone's natal chart. Like it was an insane endeavor and I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. You should probably just like <laughs> date people that interest you and who you have common interests with. Don't try to like, cause I was like, okay, when the sun is sextile to their Venus, that's when I'll date Virgo. And I was like keeping track of everything. And yeah, by the Do end of it, I was just like, you still have all that? Oh yeah. So wait, oh, did yeah. you ever write an article? Uh, no. So I ended up uh, doing like a series of short stories that I like, performed I used to do spoken word and stuff and I would like perform them at readings and now it's like a full book proposal and oh. I don't I guess like my it will hopefully be a book at some point but I just decided because I kind of realized as I was dating all of these signs and it was Aquarius that made me have this big realization because my father is a triple Aquarius and I kind of mm-hmm. realized like oh I'm just trying to date all these people to like understand myself and my family and all the issues that I've like carried for generations like I'm not actually I don't actually care about these people <laughs> <laughs> but like dating Aquarians and realizing like oh this Aquarius is like really weird and kind of flighty and does not seem to be vibing with me was like oh, man, is that why my dad didn't like me? Because he was a triple Aquarius? And then it just opened this other can of worms. Wow. I mean, truly examining why and how you date will truly, like, like, open your eyes to, like, oh, I'm just trying to find things in my, like, parents that, like, didn't fucking work out. Like, I say it a lot on the podcast. It's very true. I am seeking uh, approval from men. I am looking for men to be like, you're good. You're doing a nice job. Which is like, I I know I'm doing fine. I don't need an outside person to tell me this. But my brain is like, you need that? Yes, please. You need a man to understand you, please. Yes, I need that mentor. Like, I had the absent father. So I... It's really weird because I had this triple Aquarius dad who was like absent father, lived in a different state. And all of my like longest, biggest relationships are all long distance. Like I'm always just Mm -hmm. like a man can love you, but only from a different state. Okay, from a distance. (laughs) My dad taught me like they can love you, but it's better if it's from a different state. (laughs) And the one time I dated someone where we lived in the same city, I was just like, I truly don't really understand how this works. Like what? Wait, you've only had one relationship where you dated someone in the same state? In the same city, yeah. Wow. That's... Now that I say that, I guess that's kind of weird. 
it's I don't think it's I don't I won't say anything is weird. <laughs> I think it's at least uh, yeah, like long term. Like when I had eight boyfriends, they all lived in Chicago, but that was mm-hmm. like three months. But like when I was I had a, a guy I dated for like a solid year, and that was mm-hmm. the only like long term relationship where we lived in the same city. And did you enjoy it or were you yearning for them to be away? <laughs> I was yearning for him to be away. I fucking hated it. <laughs> And, like, he lived really close, so I was doing Airbnb in my apartment, and I would just, like, go stay at his when I had guests, which, like, didn't help, because I was just, like, I'm not someone who can be around my partner all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, a big part of the poly thing, because I was always just, like, uh, do we have to do everything together? Like, can I just, like, go (laughs) live my life? Like, if I'm going to go to the movies, can't I just go to the movies? Like, why, just because you're here doesn't mean we have to do all this together. (laughs) Yeah, I think monogamy tends to be a little bit of smothering. Like, uh, I know a lot of couples who do like everything together and I'm like, don't you get sick? Like you live together, you're out together, you go back home. Aren't you tired? Tired? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, I like wore that. Cause I was that way when I was, I got engaged when I was 19, which is like stupid. (laughs) Which is so young. It's very young and stupid. And now, like, my friends who know me now are just like, they can't even imagine me with like an engagement ring. I wore a ring. I like had a fiance. Like, we were together from when I was like 19 to when I graduated. It's like, what, four or five years? Mm -hmm. And we started dating in high school. And we would spend. Before I went to college, we spent every moment together. And then I went to school in Massachusetts. He stayed in Illinois, which started my whole, like, love of long distance things, I guess. And eventually he, like, went to school in Vermont, but was still kind of far away. Mm-hmm. But just, like, when I went to study abroad in Germany, he came to visit me. And he could not speak German. And he came to, like, stay with me for three months. And mm-hmm. he couldn't speak German. He could not get around. He had to stay with me all day long, every day. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I had a diary, and I was I would, like, mark every day that we spent every hour together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I hit, like, a six-month mark where I was like, oh, we've spent every day together. Like, I've just seen you. We've done every activity. And I was like, I hate this. And we ended up breaking up, like, six months later. Like, that amount of closeness, I think, just made me realize that's never mm-hmm. going to be for me. Wait, do you speak German? I do. Fluently? Not fluent anymore. Now I'm conversational, but I studied it at in school, so <laughs> I majored in German history, German language, and English. So, <laughs> which I didn't even want to learn German. I wanted to learn Sweden, but my school didn't offer Swedish, so I took German because it's harder. And then I was like, Swedish will be easier. Um, was that the case? Well, I never actually ended up learning Swedish. So <laughs> I just I, I just gave up on it. And truly, I think I only even majored in German because I was like I had to like prove to people that I could <laughs> like my school was like double uh-huh. majoring is hard enough. And I was just like, fuck you. I've taken the German class. I'm going to finish this. <laughs> I mean, I say I wish I was bilingual. And I at this point, I could have been bilingual had I done my Duolingo every day. Right. <laughs> Like, if I had done it every day since we got locked the fuck inside our homes, I would be speaking so much Spanish right now. But, yeah. you know, Duolingo sends me updates that say that it's disappointed in me. And disappointed. I was I was going to do a German Duolingo during all this. And I was like, I'm going to be fluent again. I'm going to, like, fix my German and, like, get good again and, like, be able to watch German TV shows without subtitles. And no, I, I didn't do any of it. I Yeah, I no. mean, 
It's hard to be motivated when you're like, I'm going to move from my room to a couch and then back to my room. And that's about it. Yay. That is 100% my back and forth. And then it's just like, oh, now is time to like doom scroll. Oh, cool. There's a coup, I guess. Like, great. The world's blowing up. Like, I, I, don't, I feel like I don't, whoever's running Apple News right now is just like trying to torture us. I got an update. Yeah. I got an update earlier. It just felt like gossip. It was just like, Trump hasn't even checked in with Pence since all of this started. <laughs> it was, that's all. It was like CNN update. They are not talking. And I was just I like, mean, oh. that whole administration truly feels like gossip from like high school where it's like, I guess they're the popular people because I'm not privy to a lot of the <laughs> shit. But like not talking to your vice pre Like, how old are you? Yeah, I... I just, I can't wait. I can't wait for Sleepy Joe, you know? I yeah. just, you know, uh -huh. just a sleepy old Joe. I just, uh, I want it to be, like, a pleasant time. I just, I want him to, like, do the oath in the safest place and just, like, no drama as we do all of it. Just, mm -hmm. like, just, like, look, come on, you guys. We don't need to do a whole <laughs> thing out in the open where people can, like, take shots yeah, at you. do whatever the fuck they want. Roy Wood Jr. tweeted, he was like, better do a Zoom and a DocuSign. And I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, works for me. <laughs> you know, yep, inauguration, like yeah, inauguration's not even fun. Who gives a shit? Has, has there yeah. been a good one since Beyonce did it? No, there's no, like, Beyonce is the end-all, be-all to things. She's so magical. I love yeah, her so much. She's so good. An amazing Virgo. An amazing Virgo. She is a Virgo. September? No. Yeah, September 4th. Mm. Same birthday as my ex-fiance. That's how I remember. So. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho. without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. So how did you become polyamorous? 
Yeah, it was pretty much near the end of that that in my engagement. Uh, like we got engaged when I was 19, sophomore year, and then did that whole like junior year in Germany, hating each other. Like we we stayed in Sweden for a little bit because I was studying Ingmar Bergman movies. And there's this Bergman movie called Scenes from a Marriage that's like being remade. And it's like what basically has started this whole genre of like angry marriage movies. And mm-hmm. we like at that point in our relationship, we're like recreating that daily. Like we were just <laughs> constantly yelling at each other and just being like, you don't get me. But like still just thinking like, oh, we love each other. We like have to be together. And that's when someone at my college brought Tristan Tormino to campus who wrote this book opening up, which is all about like polyamory and like how it works mm-hmm. and different kinds of polyamory. And we like both read it and I was like, this is the solution. This is how we like get back into our groove of love is that we have to fuck other people and not be with (laughs) each other, (laughs) which is also like classic. Like you just need to break up. Don't try polyamory. Mm -hmm. And I even like she signed the book to both of us. She was like to Ashley and Jason, best of luck on your endeavors, uh, which I've I threw it away when I moved because I was like, we failed. We failed at that endeavor. (laughs) But I don't know. It, there was something about the book and the whole thing that just, to me, made sense where I was like, you know what? After this engagement, I think I just want to be poly on my own. I think I want to kind of figure out what I want from each individual relationship versus, you know, people saying, oh, you need a boyfriend or a girlfriend and this is how that works and this is what that looks like. So I don't know. It was just kind of this me I think just partially being like an asshole where I was like oh I'm kind of pretentious and I just don't understand monogamy so okay I'll be poly and I'm only like 20 I got the world figured out Mm -hmm. uh and then also I don't know probably just being so annoyed by monogamy (laughs) at that point is polyamory the same as being ethically non-monogamous yes yes and no so polyamory is like a Ethically non-monogamous is like a giant umbrella term. That's like the big umbrella term. Technically, polyamory falls under that. Uh, If you're doing polyamory the right way, you should be ethical. Everybody who is involved knows about it. Whereas Mm -hmm. like cheating and adultery, that doesn't fall under that umbrella. Um, But there's like different kinds of ethical non-monogamy. So like you can be swingers who are like once every six months we go to Las Vegas and have a threesome. And that technically is ethical non-monogamy because it's you and your monogamous partner ethically agreeing to do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then there's also people like me where I'm just like solo poly and I'm just like. I always consider myself a single person. Like, even when I'm like, I have boyfriends, this is my partner, I'm still single. Uh, And the people people I date understand that. And so that's where the ethics of it come into play for me. So it's just a mess of, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the same. And then there's, like, polygamy and those weirdos. And that, like, gets weird because it's, like, not as ethical when you're like, oh, I'm a Mormon person who wants to, like, force a 17-year-old to marry me. So it's just, ah. yeah, we get conflated as poly people with, like, kind of the worst of us. I think most people's experience with, like, a poly guy is, like, an asshole who wears a fedora and, like, loves mm. burlesque shows. Uh, so I try to I try to break down that stereotype. Uh, there's a show on Showtime called Polyamory, and you just described the, like, the people that I saw on there. Yep. Uh, yeah, just, like... Uh, yeah, a fedora likes burlesque shows and yeah. 
Loves his two girlfriends. Loves his two uh, girlfriends. And one of them is probably like his primary who like isn't actually Polly and isn't really cool with this whole thing, but just like really wants to support him. And he's probably mm. one of those guys who's like, OK, we can be Polly, but you can only date women and you can't date other men. <laughs> That's so wild to have rules like that, because it's like, ooh, we're going to do this like real fun treat of a thing where we're going to get to fuck. But you can only fuck girls and I get to fuck whoever. Ever. Yeah. Oh, that that annoys me the most. And I'm bi, so I've dated a lot of women who are like in that situation because <laughs> they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, my boyfriend will let me date you because, you know, he doesn't view you as a threat. And like three times I have had those girls wanting to break up with their boyfriends for me. So I just think boys are stupid. Like a girl can be a threat. I can steal your girlfriend, too. So what what are you what are you doing? That's so wild to me to be like, OK, so we're going to go on this journey. We're going to date other people but I'm fearful that I'm going to lose you to another person. Then it's like, then you don't need to be doing that. Yeah, you know what I'm what saying? <laughs> like, then why even tempt fate? Yeah. I feel like if you're going to be polyamorous, you just have to be like, well, there is a chance that they may want to just be with somebody else via this journey we're on. Yeah. And you just have to be open to that. And I think that's what people don't realize polyamory is. They're just like, wait, I thought this would just be like, a fun time where like, I don't know, sometimes we have threesomes and like we get to I, we get to talk about who we're talking to on like Tinder. But I, I didn't think you'd actually want this other person in your life. Like what? Now we got to like introduce them to our parents. And it's like, yeah, if you really want to be serious about it, this other person should be someone you can introduce to your friends, to your family mm-hmm. that you're actually including in your life. And so many people don't want to actually kind of realize that. And then you realize, like, I don't as a poly person, like, I so often I'm just like, oh, you're, like, using me as a sex toy in your relationship. Like, basically, you and your primary have issues, and I'm just here to be a fun sex toy. Okay. Dang. That's not a nice feeling. I don't think I could be poly, though. I think I would just, I don't think I would get jealous. I think I would just get confused. It's just like, that's too many people to keep track of. What am am I, a fucking kindergarten teacher? Gotta corral you in. A poly person's favorite app is Google Calendar. <laughs> that's that's what we like to say. <laughs> you know that it's like when people are like, okay, well then how do you define like a boyfriend? I'm like, if we share Google Calendars, we are dating. And that's how I do it in polyamory. Wait, so you like share a Google Calendar, but how do you revoke sharing your Google Calendar? Is oh, it I the same like, way you share it? Yeah, I yeah, you, it's the same way. And I have like a separate one that's like poly dates. <laughs> And I just, like, I kind of block it out generally. And this is, like, when I was dating and, like, had multiple people. Now I don't have anything in my calendar ever. But, like, it would just be like, (laughs) oh, you know, like, I have this, I don't know, work party. And I'm going to bring this date. And then on this day I have this. And I'm going to bring this date. And I would just, like, share that with with the person. That, I mean, it seems complicated to me. But also it seems rather simple to me. I'm having very complex, multiple feelings about this. Uh, have you been dating during quarantine or no? Uh, sort of. I went into quarantine with a partner. So I like had someone who was mm-hmm. also poly and like he had a primary. And that lasted like uh, like six months into quarantine. Mm-hmm. And then we were both just like, what are we doing? Let's break up like we don't get to see each other. Because I basically was always like, it's not worth putting your primary at risk of like catching COVID for us to hang out and like break Mm -hmm. our pods. So 
I, it's like hard being poly in quarantine because like you you can't see multiple people. So mm-hmm. it was kind of just like him getting frustrated that he couldn't see me and me just being like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think sex <laughs> is more important than us, like not spreading COVID. And so it like fizzled out. And then I have like opened the apps, but I it just seems like the only people who are actively trying to date on dating apps right now are like the worst people. Like I just, yes, the worst people. I agree. It seems as if I've only had one person be like, what's your temperature on meeting in a park uh, for a picnic masked? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I mean, these are all this is all good. Yes, this this is for me. And then I've just had a lot of people be like, what if we met? Blah, 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 blah. We can get tested. And I'm like, I just, where are you going that you're getting rapid tested? Yeah. Well, I, what are you going to like, you know, doctor up a little form that's like negative? Like, I don't, I don't they'll trust do that. you. I've had exes like Photoshop, like STD results. So I know these guys. Wait, are, really? Oh, yeah. And it was a Boston guy. Of course, it was a Boston guy. I, <laughs> but it was actually kind of funny. I texted him and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you gave me chlamydia, one of the minor ones. And he was like, no, I didn't look at this thing from my doctor. And it was literally just like a photoshopped email from his doctor because it had different texts. And it just said, hey, uh, STD results were all good. You're in the clear. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Go socks. <laughs> Happy He's holidays. Funny. Go socks. I laughed. I was just like, I. I know this is fake, like different fonts. And also it was like from a month before I was like timing wise, you didn't even change the date. Right. But I was mm. like, it's just so funny that he was like, happy holidays, go socks. Your STD results are good. <laughs> He's like, it's a real Boston doctor. He was more concerned about the red socks. And he was just letting me know that everything is a okay. Baby. Yeah. I was like, you know that I, that, uh, that maybe it was real, but I am pretty sure it was Photoshopped. <laughs> That's truly very funny what a treat yeah i just know that these guys out here are gonna be photoshopping covid tests and being like i'm good i had one guy who like we'd been texting for a day and he was like you want to come over to my house you come over right now and i was just like are you no yeah no i don't want like first of all when i think about a man's apartment i'm like they're usually i don't want to say all but they're like nasty yeah they're, they're horrible. dirty there's like crunchy towels in the bathroom yeah. you're lucky if you've got a fucking bed frame and clean mm-hmm. sheets and then it's like now we're gonna put a global pandemic on top of that yeah. no thank you it's an extra layer of crust that i don't want to deal with yeah and i feel like in la there's this thing like when i first got out here before the quarantine and i was dating where, like, there would be guys in these, like, really nice luxury apartments that they share with, like, five other guys. Mm-hmm. And they have no furniture between them, but they're, like, sleeping, like, sharing bedrooms and stuff. And it's, like, a nice apartment, but they have no, like, real oh, dishes. And I've it's just, never like... i encountered that. That's... I don't... Yeah, I don't know if this is an Ooh. L.A. thing or if it, I'm, like, is this, like, the millennial version of, like, a hype house? Like, you guys can't afford <laughs> a house and you just share this, like, apartment and you want me Maybe. to come over and, like, sleep on your mattress where you share this bedroom, like, a living room that you've turned into a bedroom with three other guys. Uh, that truly sounds not good. <laughs> yeah. I, we are in a housing crisis. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's uh, it's not okay. It's honestly so depressing. I'm just like to rich people. I'm like, don't you want to like, you know, give homeless people houses? Don't you want to like give your money to like a good cause to get like yeah. people who don't have a house a house? 
Like, I don't what, like seeing yeah. people sleeping on the street. So like I donate to things like, uh, why don't we, I don't know. But then it's just like, it shouldn't be up to private people to fucking fix it. Yeah. I just like buy a building and be like, this is a building. Go live in it. Go just do yeah. it. I mean, I think the statistic is there's more empty homes and apartments than there are people without homes and apartments. Yeah. So it's like, just, just give them, give them homes. Yeah. And then you, you heard have it like, here on why won't you date me? Just, uh, just give them homes. We, we solved it. Just give them yeah. homes. And yeah. instead of having like, I don't know, five guys who moved here from like Kansas who are trying <laughs> to make it like sharing some fucking loft they can't afford. <laughs> what are you looking for in partners? Oh God. <laughs> Uh, God, I guess right now I'm in a big like stability mood. And I'm going to say that's because the sun is in Capricorn uh, and Venus is in Capricorn, which is an earth sign uh, and is all about stability. So I feel like right now I'm I'm in this mood where I'm like, I want the person who I'm going to be able to have a kid with in the next like two to three years and like get a house with. And I'm like in that kind of mood. And then I'm also just like, oh, I hate leaving my room. So I'm never going to meet that person. (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just like at a point where I'm like if you don't want to put a baby in me like if you're not that serious just like get out of my my face this may be a very uh naive question so like if someone were to drop a baby in you that would become your primary but then you're still single to your primary so you raise Ah. a baby but then would be dating other people yeah And actually having a baby with someone wouldn't make them my primary right now. My (laughs) right now, my, my like, (laughs) okay. Uh, I guess I still don't understand polyamory. I'm a dummy. (laughs) It's like, it, it, most people I would say probably have kids with their primaries right now. I want to have like a kid with my best friend. Cause like he's gay and I'm just like, we both want a kid. Like, this will be great. We can do it. We're both super mature. You know, and then I would just have a baby with someone who's my best friend and I'd get to go live my life. Yeah, I mean, that sounds nice. But if I met someone who also I loved and they wanted to have a baby, I would be into that. If also it was like, you know, but sometimes you're going to take this baby so I can go live my life. (laughs) So you wouldn't live with them. You would just like split custody. Is this like too personal to ask? I don't think so, but I have okay. really bad boundaries around that. I mean, I tweet literally every <laughs> single thought I have in the world. So, <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I've never dream, dreamed of like, oh, I would have like this family and like white picket fence and like we live together. But I, maybe that's because my mom was a single parent. So I've always just been like, mm-hmm. you, know, you can raise an awesome kid. So that's my goal is that like I have a kid with someone who I love, who's like my friend, who like we just deeply connect and this, that's what the kid can be raised in. I like that. I know I don't want kids. And people keep saying, Nicole, that's going to change when you get older. And I'm like, bitches, I'm getting older. And I want a kid even less. Yeah, I hate it because my, I was one of the people who that changed for. My mom was fucking right. I spent my whole <laughs> life being like, I'm never going to have kids. I don't want quick kids. And on my 28th birthday, it was so weird. My mom just like, I was smoking weed in her garage because that's the only place you're allowed to at her house. And she like just opened the garage door and came out and was like, at 32, you're going to have a child. It's going to be a girl. And then she just closed the door and went back. And and I was just like, what? And then the second I turned 30, I just like started being like, I'm going to have a kid in two years and I want it to be a girl. And I was just like, what did she incept in me that like flipped this switch? 
Wow. I hope nobody puts that in my brain. I truly, I don't, I want to keep my money. I don't want to have to like work for this child. I don't want to have to get up early to feed it. I don't want to have to take it to, if I had a kid, it would be Uh, feral. It like wouldn't make it to school. It wouldn't like know anything. I'd be like, I don't know. This little thing follows me around. Can you just like teach it to read or something? (laughs) Teach it to speak. Like I, I was so I don't ever want kids. I want to just travel forever. I want to like have lovers all over the world. That was like my Uh, goal was like, I'll be nice. Like I just have Parisian lovers and whatever. Uh, And then all of a sudden I've just been like, I need a, I need the baby. I need a baby. I need to, to have the baby and to have it and to make it cute. And I, then there was that video of like a little kid doing a lip sync to like one of the protesters at the coup who was like, mm-hmm. I got made and this little kid was like so perfectly lip syncing it that I was like, Oh my gosh, I want a I little kid. One. Yeah. Wait, and was I, he lip syncing to the lady who was like, I got me. Yeah. <laughs> We're me. starting a revolution, but she was holding an onion an to her onion, eye. Yeah. It, so I'm like, was that, was she actually maze? I don't think she was. Who has I, onions? Yeah. Was she like playing the part of something? <laughs> what is this? What is happening? It's just all so weird. It is bizarre. I've got a lot of white friends. They're nice, good people. But like a lot of them are acting (laughs) the fuck up. Did you see Gail's interview with Mia Ponza Scopa? Enough. (laughs) Enough. (laughs) That instantly became one of my like. It should be taught in schools as like what white privilege is, yes. what white femininity yes. is, the daddy yes. hat, everything about the it. The daddy hat, the glasses, uh, the lawyer the lo- truly <laughs> through her teeth being like, shut, shut up, just shut up. And just looking like, oh, the paycheck I get for this better be worth it. Yeah, uh, I mean... I don't know if I've like watched something with an open mouth as I did with this, her being like, I'm a 22. I mean, this, this episode is going to come out way after this, but it's worth a revisit you guys, if you haven't watched it, but she's like, I'm not racist. I'm a who I'm a 22 year old girl. I mean, it's, it's, I, and I was like, you were saying nothing. (laughs) Just just a precious sweetie cutie girl accuses a, a guy? A, a guy? Oh, and it took her so long to say a guy because her brain was going, a black guy. <laughs> and she had the wherewithal at least to be like, don't say black don't guy. Don't say black. Don't so say black. it took her little brain just a, a long time to take a walk around and just say a guy. A guy? I. Oh. And what is that, a, a racism? And yes. Just, oh. You know, I don't want to be, you know, my whole life for this one incident because Gail enough. She <laughs> is iconic. Okay. And she needs to go to jail. She got arrested right after that interview. She got like pulled over <laughs> in her car and they had to pull her out of her car because she refused <gasps> to get out of it. And I, she's stunning. I need to see the video of that. Like I can't I would believe love to see that video. Uh, she is iconic in every way. One should not be iconic. Yes. <laughs> I love her so much. And I thought it was really wild. Cause initially the reports were like woman, uh, Soho Karen, uh, lady, aggressive, but like yeah. posting this kid's name everywhere. And I was like, why does she get anonymity when like the New York Post outed a sex worker like yeah. the week before? It made and then no later sense. they put her name out there. But I was like, why did she get the chance to yeah. not have her name it out there? It was like a really soft launch around who she it was. was. It was like, and oh, I wanted the full grand opening of uh, this bitch. This horrible person. Cause I was like, <laughs> I also was like, oh, it's, 
I imagine it was like an older white lady. I I was like, yes. I don't know, like the like a bird watcher, that lady. I was like, maybe that age, and she's like way older, and she just immediately accused. And then when mm-hmm. you see that it's like this younger twenty-something yes. girl, and you're just yes. like, oh yeah, yeah, Gen, the Gen Z, they're racist too. Great. I people love to say that racism will die out with like the boomers or whatever, no. and I'm like. Do you guys not understand anything? Like we've been marching and saying, please be nice <laughs> since slavery, since yeah. fucking slave. So like, what do you, th- they all died. So like, why didn't it get better? Because they're raising awful people, awful people. like this bitch. <laughs> and if you look at like who votes for Trump, there are young millennial white people vote for yes, Trump. College white sure people vote did. for Trump. They are racist. Yeah. And I like, a lot of people are like, fuck Trump supporters. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, not fuck them. You're just not allowed near me. Yeah. Like you can have your own, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Like I, I was, someone was telling me about this article where it was like, uh, will America ever come together? No. What we do, what we need is like the North and the South or whatever, or like, like actually split. And I was yeah. like, how can we actually split? How will they make money? Cities are what give the rural areas money. Yeah. Like I just, I'm, I'm so confused about like about anything. And then I'm like, what America are you trying to save? I've been to the middle of the country and no offense. I can't wait to leave when I get there. Yeah, It's for me. It's like not, I live in a city for a fucking reason. Yeah. And also most of these cities that they are like, make those like liberal and separate it. It's like, those are racist too. Like, have you been to Portland, Seattle? Like (laughs) there's plenty of well-meaning racist white people there too. Yes. And Portland was, you know, uh, established as a white Mecca. Yeah. And their housing laws are really fucked up for black and brown people. It's so weird. But that being said, I do love Portland. Yeah, I it's I love Portland and I have the most fun and I love that weed is legal. One of the last time I was there, I went on one of the worst dates of my life, actually, uh, with this guy who like ended up being a full on Nazi sympathizer. Which, oh, no. Like, yeah, it was really surprising because like, why are you saying yes to a date with me? And <laughs> like, how I, wait, how did you find out that he was a Nazi friend? Uh, so we, I went to his uh, house, which it was like a really classic, like old Portland house that was like mm-hmm. weird. And he had this like weird room with like, like paint and water dripping from the ceiling. But I was just like, okay, hip, like po- Portland hipster. Mm-hmm. And we started talking and somehow he like just kept bringing up German history and it oh. was like weird. Cause, and I studied German history. So I was like, uh-huh. I was weirdly like, I don't know, is he bringing this up because he like searched my Facebook and saw what I studied or something? Does he think I want to talk about this? But no, Mm -hmm. like he had no idea. He just genuinely just would be like, that actually reminds me of this like thing in German history that they call the Ubermensch. And I was just like, why are you talking about this? I know what that is. And that's not what. No. okay. (laughs) And then eventually he started going on and on about the the Berlin Wall. He just like kept talking uh-huh. about the Berlin Wall and like how like it had actually screwed Germany over and how Germany like should have stayed fast to like fascism and everything. And I just like lost it and just was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like the Berlin Wall, blah, blah, blah. And just started schooling him in German history. And then he just was like, what? What do you mean? The German history fell so long ago, like in the 1960s. Um, which 
if you don't know German history, that is not when the Berlin Wall fell. Uh, <laughs> fell in 1989. And that's when I just like went off. I was just like, you thought you think the Berlin Wall fell in the 60s? And I just was like, no, German history is not that long behind us and we need to blah, 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 memorize it. And that's when I realized like, oh, this guy is just like a full on Nazi. And he was just like defending everything and had no idea that I studied German history because at that point I brought it up. I was just like, dude, I study this shit. And he was so embarrassed. <laughs> That truly sounds, I would be so upset if I like drove somewhere for Dick and then he was like, Heil Hitler. I'd be like, oh, but I drove here. Why did you do this? Why would you do this? Yeah. I just, he had like a couch in his room. It was like this gross Victorian. And I just, we sat there the entire time and he like kept trying to like stop the argument and get me to the bed. And I was just like, no, 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 no. Hold up a second. What you said about the Third Reich and what occurred. And and I just, like, wouldn't let it go at that point because I just, like, had to make him feel stupid once I realized, mm-hmm. like, he was just a dumb Nazi sympathizer. Uh, and then, so, yeah, I just, I ended up leaving. I think I emasculated him. <laughs> do you, so when you go to a different city, do you always go on a date with someone? Oh, yeah. How do you get dates? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> what do you, what is on your profile? Oh, my What gosh. makes this magical? Travel dates are my favorite way to date. That is, like, what I miss right now. Like, I being stuck at home and not being able to just like be like, oh, my job is sending me to New York for two weeks and I can pretend my name is Grace on Tinder and go out with people I'll never see again. That is like what I love to do. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What are you putting on your profile that makes you so uh, so wanted? I have a hard time just attracting people. Yeah, I guess I'm fairly upfront about what I want. But at the same time, when I travel, I use like alt profiles. Uh, so I don't use my name because uh, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, that I think immediately kind of sets the tone of like, this is not a thing where you're going to know me. <laughs> okay. Like we're not going to be uh, keeping in touch. So I usually go with like like Grace. Uh, Nicole mm-hmm. is actually a name I use a lot. Um, oh, okay. And then when you you know when you're kind of separated, I just like will be really honest. Like, hey, I'm in town for two weeks. I have a hotel room or like an Airbnb. I'm just looking for someone to like show me cool stuff to do. Yeah. Huh. I'm trying to figure out how I can borrow some of that from my profile. I guess when I'm traveling, I could just change it to be like, I'm just in town for three days. Show me cool stuff. But usually I'm doing shows and I have no desire to see any fucking cool stuff. I'm tired. I'm sleeping. Fuck me. Fuck me and then leave me alone. Yeah, that's like near kind of like when I like before, I guess I'm trying to like, I keep thinking of it like the before times. (laughs) That's what it is. It is definitely the before times. I feel like I was hitting that point where I was just like inviting guys to shows. I would, I would just be like, Oh yeah, I'm in town. And like, I have these shows. You can come to those. And then they would come. And if I didn't click, I would just be like, Oh, Hey, so actually I'm really tired, but thanks for coming to my show. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'd be so upset if I went to someone's comedy show and they were like, Hey, see you later. I'd be like, no, I sat through comedy. (laughs) I had to sit through this. I'm a horrible person because I've 100% (laughs) done that. I, I think the worst when I was in Chicago, I invited this guy to an open mic (laughs) 
which is not even I was I was on the open mic and uh-huh. then I signed up and I knew that my friend was hosting so I was going to go up eventually and then I invited him to the open mic barely talked to him because I was just talking to other comics the whole night and then oh, we just kind of be like oh hey and then like I went up did my jokes and he was like you were so funny and I was just like oh thanks but like I just really don't feel like we're clicking here tonight but thank you for staying for the open mic Ashley <laughs> we didn't click I mean- all right. I guess if you didn't click, it's nicer to be open and honest than like pretending that something was happening that wasn't happening. Yeah. Although I did find out later that that guy put that story in his Tinder profile <laughs> <laughs> because my friend found him and she like sent me a screenshot and she was like, Ashley, this sounds like something you would do. And he had put like in his thing, like the worst date I've ever been on is when a girl t- invited me to an open mic that she was performing on and then ditched me right after. <laughs> I will say... I agree with him. Uh, I think that is quite possibly the worst date one could ever be invited on. Yeah, yeah. No, they. he was right. He was in the right. 100% in the right. I, that was like my real asshole phase of just like, I go to open mics and I drink until three in the morning. So like, what do you want with me, dude? <laughs> Fair. I mean, wait. How, so you said your longest relationship was the one you were engaged and then after that a year. So are you looking to be in a, like a long, you don't want to be in a long-term relationship. That's what I'm gathering. Yeah. I'm just kind of like a, well, like if it happens, okay. But I, I, it's not like something I'm trying to make happen. Like, I don't know if I meet someone and they're cool and we just like are meant to have six months together. That's great. If we're meant to have a lifetime together. Okay. But right. That's a good way to think. Okay, so what what is a good thing? What is a good opening line on these dating apps? I, I assume you're doing the one, the approaching? Yeah. Uh, I mean, God, yeah, in the before, I feel like I did a lot of approaching, I guess. So what are you saying to, <sighs> to hook these, these peoples? God, it's been so long. I feel like... <sighs> I try, I I mean, I definitely had periods of my life where I would just be, like, overtly sexual, and I would just be like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to fuck, you want to fuck, let's go. Um, you know, pussy so wet, you gotta paddle in, let's do this. Um, and then, like, I, tri- I matured, and now I'm more like, so my favorite activities are clipping plants at the Botanica. Would you like to do that with me? Yeah, I, okay, that seems good. I used to be very overtly sexual. And then after years of that not working out in my fucking favor. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work I've out been for me. Trying to be less sexual. But like, I don't, in the before times, I would be like less sexual and pretty aloof. And then go out with people, get very drunk, and then be like, let's fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, that also wasn't working for me. So I don't fucking know. What's going to be up in the AT, the aftertime, when we're all fucking loose and free? Honestly, I plan on, like, slutting it up for, like, the first, like, maybe half of the year where we have a vaccine and we're allowed to hug and be near each other again. And then I'll buckle back down and be like, I would like to be in a relationship. I just, like, need to fuck right now. I have been using a Theragun to masturbate. Holy I'm shit. like jackhammering <laughs> right. my clit off every fucking night. You tweeted so. that. I, I have a friend who does their Google ads and I sent them to that and I was like, you need to put this on all the display ads. Put this on all the billboards. Send this to your client because Theragun needs people to know. 
They do. That it is one of the most powerful things. I love it so much. It is honestly I, a godsend. I can't. I use the Hitachi magic wand, which is like it's more intense yeah. than that, and it's great if you are looking to feel again. I yeah, because my Hitachi during this time in quarantine, uh, it, I've desensitized. I, that's not getting the yeah. job done. Then use the Theragun. Also, I have a thing called a Tracy's dog that I talk about a lot. I love a Tracy's dog. So it's a part that sucks your clit. And then a little loop-de-loop into your pussy, oh. and it vibrates in there, too, on your little G-spot. I also have a G-spot vibrator that I think is really great. It's a teal blue with a little bulky I got, end. Yeah, I got one of those, and I got, like, the, the suction-y thingy that's, like, separate, mm-hmm. which is, like, pretty oh, good. Okay. You know. Like the womanizer. I have so many fucking toys. Yeah. It is upsetting. <laughs> I actually was telling a friend recently that I've made my own boyfriend in quarantine because I figured out this way of, like, wrapping myself in a weighted blanket. Well, ah. it's actually a layered process. First, I have this fleece dress blanket that I put on. Okay. It's like a giant slanket, but with a hoodie. And then I mm-hmm. put that on, and then I wrap myself in a weighted blanket. And then I have a heated blanket that I put on top of that, because oh. you want the, the heat of a lover, you know? Yes. So that's how I get that. And then I plug that in, and then I get the Hitachi, and then you got a boyfriend, uh, and then all my friends were like, you're going to set yourself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you might. But I mean, if you come in like a ball of flames, I think that is a great way to go out. Yeah, it's a lot of friction, but like it, it's basically a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. OK, yeah. so Ashley, we've come to the end. I ask all of my guests this. I've only missed a couple. Would you date me? Yes, absolutely. <gasps> yes. I love when people say yes, and I get sometimes sad when they say no, but also I fully understand, and I'm like, okay. Well, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, my podcast, TV I Say Pod. It's all about TV and loving TV and just talking to people who make TV about TV, and it's really funny, and you should listen to it. Uh, and then we didn't even talk about 90 Day Fiance, which I write about and I'm currently writing about uh, the eighth season, which is so crazy right now. It's good. I really, yeah. I'm like a little concerned about if they're going to be able to keep up with the breakneck speed that they were pumping these shows out. Uh, do you watch the family Chantel? Yes. The family oh, yeah. Chantel and Darcy and Stacy are two of the best produced reality shows <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. Yes. They capture the best shit from these people. The best moments. And it's like <sighs> they there's no like favoritism of like we want to make Darcy and Stacy look good or this family yeah. look good. No. no. It is just like make them look how they look. Yes. Iconic Darcy and Stacy getting spray tanned in bikinis Ugh. after they do pussy exercises on a garbage, uh, <laughs> a garbage fucking trash bag. Yeah, it's I would love to be their neighbors. Look outside yeah. and be like, those fucking uh, tan twins are doing it again. Doing it again. And then just Ugh. the daughters, her daughters, Darcy's daughters Ugh. and how they're I just constantly them. like. Mom, what the what the hell? What are you doing? What are you doing? I like, call them Jansport and Exxon. I don't know their actual <laughs> names. I think uh, there's some. Yeah, it's I don't know, Aspen like, and something. A- Aspen and J Crew. I don't know. Yeah, Jansport and Exxon to me. Okay, well, <laughs> also, what's your Twitter so people can follow your new Twitter? Yeah, at a ray a r a y y a y, which is not easy to remember. <laughs> It's okay. The people will have to just rewind or ask me in a DM because yeah. sometimes they'll be like, what's your code for that thing? And I'm like, I don't know. Probably date. 
Date me. <laughs> Date me. But, you know, A R A Y Y Y. Yeah. Ashley Ray. I'm just Google it. I'm sure I'll come yeah, up or just something. Just Google, uh, put it in the Twitter. Um, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, I think. Uh, if you send me something nasty, I will read it. This person said, Salutations, Nicole. I'm going to order a custom sex doll of you and fuck it so hard it breaks. <laughs> or that's what I'm going to tell customer service to get a refund. If they push me to return it i'll offer to send a video of the incident to prove the uh, to prove it and hope they will leave the issue alone i will however send you the video with your consent and a custom doll of myself to fuck along with my film i will send your video in return i watch your video while making sex to your doll and send it back there's a lot of work yeah there's a lot of uh, steps involved too i will send a video back of you watching this new film while writing silicone me and we'll go back and forth like this back and forth to and fro filming ourselves railing cold, dead-eyed sex bots, creating some sort of homemade porn inception until one of us dies or the pandemic ends. Uh, if you're worried about the videos getting out, this is long. I can delete the files, destroy my computer, and kill myself. Oh. I'm happy to be a martyr for your orgasms. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts on where to send the doll. Warmest regards. I gotta say, friend, that was wild. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> What a wild ride. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.